0: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We are searching for the 10 best grandmothers in Missouri. The Magic of Marceline Development Company and Farmland Foods are sponsoring a search to find the 10 best grandmothers in Missouri. Winners will each receive $1250 in cash and $1250 for charity. To enter, go to magicofmarceline.com. That's magicofmarceline.com. The deadline is August the 15th, and we hope that we get a lot of grandmothers that are deserving and get uh, an honor from their grandchildren. So please go out and go to magicofmarceline.com and say why your grandmother is one of the 10 best in Missouri. Our guest today is Brian Carnes. He is an entrepreneur and the founder of HipHire. He is passionate about connecting employers and workers who share a vision of the ideal workplace culture. And he believes that the key to hiring quality part-time people is through a better employee fit. Welcome to the show today, Brian.
2: Hi, good morning. Thank
0: you. HIP hire, how did you come up with this idea of matching employers with part-time people? I mean, you hear a lot about staffing firms, and you hear a lot about full-time, but but part-time, where did you come up with that idea?
2: Well, it was about 2013 when I originally came up with maybe the concept of HIP hire, but it was an article I read about like 97% of the jobs were created at the must be in the, the beginning of 2013 were all part-time jobs. Mm-hmm. I said, holy cow, that's a lot of jobs. I don't know what the what caused all that. And then maybe there's an opportunity to improve the hiring process in there, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, why why is it that the part-time uh, numbers were up? Or were they up? Or is that historically true?
2: Well, I'm not... The exact expert, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it was obviously a cause of the recession that was yes. in two thousand nine. I think the problem was a lot worse back then, and mm-hmm. we were seeing the tail end. And then it could have, it could have been a cause of some of the healthcare changes that were sure. taking place, and a lot of companies making reactions to that
0: mm-hmm.
2: prior to them really understanding the new laws and how everything was going to work.
0: Exactly. I mean, I know even here we were hiring for some. Uh, a couple of part-time positions that we really wanted to be part-time, and we would say to the applicants, "You really want part-time, or are you looking to have part-time until you can find full-time?" And everybody always said, "Oh, part-time, part-time, part-time." But then once they got full-time, they were gone. So <laughs> it was so. There's probably some truth in what you say there. Now, how did you know that there was a problem?
2: Well, that's where it all started. Um, I kind of teamed up with a with a company that kind of taught me like the lean startup process. And it's just kind of a different way of building businesses, I'm trying to understand that there's a problem that exists. You know, the old way we used to build business plans and kind of tackle it from that perspective. But this really forces you to go out and do some experiments and testing. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I did, I just started picking up the phone and calling companies and then ask them really three simple questions. What are your top three business problems? Very open-ended. And I wanted to see where hiring fell. In that mm-hmm. simple question, mm-hmm. I called a broad range of different categories and different lines of businesses just to find out where, if that existed, and I started started to find some common patterns in some of the businesses I called.
0: What were some of the things that you learned?
2: Um, it was immense, but probably eight out of ten, it was always hiring was a problem. Regardless of the size, the type of company, from enterprise always down to small businesses. And a term I heard a lot was quality.
0: Mm -hmm. And I
2: began to dig into that. Like, what do you mean quality? Such a subjective term. And it can mean many different things to everybody. And it really just came down to trying to find the right person that would hopefully have the right attributes, you know, who wanted that job to work those hours and those wages. And they wouldn't have to go out every 90 days and find a new person to replace that person. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. When you talk about um, the lean method, what do you mean by that for the listeners who may not know what you're referring to?
2: Uh, absolutely. I believe it was a concept originally came up with Steve Blank, and then I think Eric Reese and a couple other people developed the model. And again, it's a process that, that really talks about research. So it's more, of course, lean startup methodology, it's a very controlled scientific process that you go after trying to prove wrong uh, falsifiable hypotheses. Okay. Again, you're, you're tending towards experimentation over mm-hmm. intuition and a variety of other things just to try to under- understand this problem. And, very, and documenting it very, very well, very specifically what everybody is telling you.
0: The problem is. Yeah, exactly. And one of the questions I often will ask entrepreneurs when it comes time to make a decision, do you go with your gut or do you go with the data? And obviously the lean method favors the data in this case.
2: Yeah, it it doesn't lie to you. It doesn't lie (laughs) to you at all.
0: Yeah. And so you were finding that a pain point for businesses of all sizes and all ranges was um, hiring, finding quality people. You drilled down into what that was and you know, obviously this was something that took some time. You talked to a lot of companies from what I understand. Uh, Did you find any challenges in doing that during this experimentation period, as you call it?
2: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Like I said, I spoke to about about Mm 3,000 different customers, mainly small businesses scattered across the United States. You know, picking up the phone and calling companies wasn't really a strength, and I really didn't realize how difficult it was. Again, I had some really good company kind of helped me through the process mm-hmm. of encouraging. We set really specific goals throughout the week, but still picking up that phone and calling somebody and talking about their challenge. It was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. It's easy to say that because I know that, you know, I'd, I'd maybe find excuses, maybe not to call people. Or...
0: Right. Well, cold calling is difficult to begin with. But uh, not only from your end, I would imagine that when, I mean, if I'm a business owner, if I got a cold call and somebody was on the other end saying, can you tell me what your three top business mm-hmm. challenges are? I'd be going, who are you? Why do you want to know? And it's none of your business, maybe even, you know. So did you encounter some of that, too, just a bit of resistance at times?
2: Absolutely. But, you know, everybody was always really polite. Mm-hmm. They either said, sure, I'll help you, or no, or maybe a little bit in between. Mm -hmm. But once you got past that and they learned that you were really kind of cared and wanted to dig in a little Mm -hmm. bit, they really kind of opened up and kind of really shared a lot of the frustrations with you.
0: Okay, so you you made the phone calls, you had the data. What was the outcome of all of this?
2: Small businesses have a problem finding and hiring quality (laughs) part-time people. That's the same message I heard from hundreds of people.
0: So you proved your hypothesis. Absolutely. Okay, and and what did you take from that? Where did it go?
2: Well, once I put it all together, I already had the idea of a model of how this might look. I spent a lot of time looking at all the job boards and mm-hmm. how they function, and it just didn't really seem like they've matured today. After talking with the businesses, too, of how they want to uh, source and find people, there's still a big disconnect because the job boards are kind of one-size-fits-all. Right. I was like, you know, we really really, we really need to tailor this towards smaller business requirements of their needs and the people that are looking for those jobs. And it's a little bit simpler of a process. And I wanted to peel away all the layers of friction mm-hmm. and just really allow people to to simplify the process to, to match because businesses, they need to hire people really quick. Yes. And the job seekers don't have hours or days to sit out there waiting to find where they're going to make their Money. Exactly. So the, the process needs to happen fast.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
2: uh, I learned from talking, again, with everybody that uh, the process was really slow. There's no communication. Um, job seekers don't know. They applied, but it's been weeks. Who's going to call me back? Right. You know, there's a big limbo. Mm-hmm. So I took all the main friction points, and I designed a solution that really addresses all those.
0: And it's all online. Yes. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to be talking about what makes hip hire different and just exactly how it works. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted
1: we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price for details breakfast a time to bring your family together over thick cut slow smoked farmland bacon and savory delicious farmland breakfast sausage Every strip, every patty and link brings the sizzle. Breakfast is served. Come and get it. Farmland. Passion for pork since 1959. We are searching for the 10 best grandmothers in Missouri. The Magic of Marceline Development Company and the Missouri Star Quilt Company are sponsoring a search to find the 10 best grandmothers in Missouri. Winners each receive $1,250 in cash and $1,250 for charity. To enter, go to magicofmarceline.com. That's magicofmarceline.com. By popular demand, deadline to enter has been extended to August 15th. Sponsored by Magic of Marceline Development Company and the Missouri Star Quilt Company. Star Quilt Company.
2: Interested in growing your business?
0: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Brian Carnes, the founder of hiphire.com. And that is a software service that matches employers with potential part-time employees. We've been talking here today about the genesis of the idea, how he came up with it, the research that he did in order to validate that Finding part-time employees is really a problem. And once he had that validated, he launched Hip Hire. And, and Brian, what I'd like to ask you about now is what makes Hip Hire different?
2: Well, I think one of the first things that makes it different is the way that we match people up. And there's other solutions out there that do matching. I think I've approached it a little bit different by making those connections. Um, it 's to pair up that right business that has the needs with a job seeker that has that wants
0: mm-hmm.
2: in in order to kind of make a connection to allow them to find the top people that they should potentially interview instead of the traditional way of putting the job out there receiving hundreds of applications mm-hmm. and trying to choose between hundreds versus me offering you the top five or ten that you should probably interview.
0: Right. You actually look at about ten different attributes, if I recall. Can you tell us about that process?
2: Sure. A lot of that came out of the research of understanding why people quit or leave jobs, and it's for a variety of reasons, but those ten attributes could be maybe like the driving distance. It's a great job, pays really well, but it's across town, and eventually that 30-minute commute becomes a problem, Mm -hmm. and they begin to look for something closer. Or it could be the hours. They really didn't spend a lot of time finding because it's hard to find those jobs. Where are you going to look? And they took the best job they could find, and eventually, you know, that's I'm not making enough money.
0: Right. Um, so are the attributes the same for every employer, or do they have a chance to go in and put in the attributes that they think would uh, the person that would fill their job would most possess?
2: The attributes are the same for both okay. sides. The job seeker will come in and... Define their profile, which is very, very simple.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they, can, they can come onto the site and just look around before they ever do anything because I want to show them there's jobs, or companies exist, before they even put any work into it. Then I'm, I'm a minimalist, so I only ask them for only what they need mm-hmm. to get going. Uh, they define what they're looking for, and they submit instantaneously. That it will start showing them jobs so they can begin picking through and finding who they'd like to connect with. And that same process works for the business as well.
0: Okay, so there's a profile in there on the employment seekers, and uh, the employers, the potential employers, can also come in and put in what they're looking for, and very much like a dating service almost. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Uh, And you said they get instant results, both parties do. How do you leave it for the contacting part? How does that happen?
2: The way that works is, Again, businesses don't pay a fee to post a job. Mm-hmm. They pay a fee to connect with somebody to interview. That's okay. the real goal here. Okay. And the fee is based off the quality of that connection. So let's think high, medium, low connections, how closely each, pe- each person match. Let's say somebody finds a high match. You know, there might be a, a, seven, a $7 connection fee that mm-hmm. the business pays. As soon as they each person accepts each other's connection requests and the business pays the fee, they receive the contact information okay. for that job seeker.
0: All right. So, so you've got, uh, basically there's some screening that goes on, it sounds like, and then uh, once both uh, accept it, then the employer is given the information and then they're free to contact the person in any way that they want to and go along with their normal interviewing process.
2: Correct. Okay. We, we we learn from job and job seekers how they want to be contacted and mm-hmm. what methods. We provide the the business that information so they can call and schedule the interview.
0: You mentioned earlier that some of the frustration uh, for job seekers is that they're not communicated with. They don't know where they are in the process once they've applied and or been interviewed. Is there anything within your platform that allows them to keep an eye on? Uh, what's going on with that job they applied for?
2: Absolutely we I learned the top main point when it came to the communication, and this early version we've included some of the some of the main communication triggers. Uh, keeping the job seeker aware of what's going on in the process when they've made connections, um, other opportunities that came that come up along the way. Uh, hopefully with another version, we can improve and tighten that up. Once we learn more, from both sides, the business Mm -hmm. and the job seekers, how we can improve that.
0: Sure. So constantly fine-tuning and tweaking based on uh, feedback from actual users. How long has this been out on the market?
2: It's probably only been out there for about a month.
0: Okay, so very, very recent, very new. Is there an app that can be downloaded, or is it something that's in the future perhaps?
2: The way we've designed the technology to begin with, it doesn't matter what device. Okay. Okay. we know businesses want to use the computer that's in their office. Mm-hmm. They want to use the phone that's in there. We know the job seeker wants to use their mobile device. So it doesn't really matter what platform it is, but we we focused on the mobile job seeker to improve that experience for them as well.
0: Okay. And obviously, uh, this, is, this is all based on quality, not quantity. As you said, you often get 100 applicants when you post for a job, and that's not really the goal. It's really about... Matching the qualities, characteristics, attributes that an employer is looking for, and that an additional employee um, wants as well. So it's all about more the quality in this. Yeah. Um, now you've lived in Kansas City all your life.
2: Absolutely. Just you're, up north of the river.
0: Yeah, you're a serial entrepreneur, right? Absolutely. What have been? What are some of your other entrepreneurial endeavors?
2: Um, prior to starting Hip Hire, I was a founder of a well-known e-commerce company here in Kansas City, a sporting goods company
0: mm-hmm.
2: that I was with, uh, that we started in 1999 and became well-known for, you know, top five product for the products that we sold, but probably also became well-known for the type of company and the culture
0: mm-hmm.
2: and activities that we produced as a result of that. And that's probably where a lot of my traits of being... That, that I developed when working with that company that have crossed over into Hip Hire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I I believe that you actually successfully sold that company, um, and then uh, this this uh, Hip Hire idea struck you, and of course, as any good serial entrepreneur does, you have to act on that in some way, or at least find out if it's a good idea. What do you think is next for you for Hip Hire? What's the future look like?
2: We're looking at starting here in Kansas City and building the model out for the next three to six months until we get the right balance of job seekers and businesses onto the platform. Mm -hmm. The ultimate goal was to scale it throughout the United States into about 100 major cities is the ultimate goal. So it's just laying out that game plan, that marketing plan, the right people to bring on to the team as we begin to scale things out. Mm -hmm. There'll be a future version where I add on core values and behavior. So I work with an organizational behaviorist and we designed a very visual, very simple process to help companies identify people that have those values that they want in their company as well as the behaviors that they need for those positions. You know, why should those companies that have kind of figured out the secret sauce of hiring and finding great people, why should that be the exclusive right to them? Mm -hmm. So what if we provide that same approach to hiring and finding people for the smaller companies? and allow them to benefit from the, that experience as well.
0: Oh, yeah, what a game changer. As a small business owner myself, I mean, I, I hope this is successful and, and that you can turn the trends in, in the small businesses' favor. What have you learned as you have, not, not necessarily about the um, hip hire itself, but just what have you learned as a serial entrepreneur moving from one business uh, Successful business to again being finding yourself in the startup role is—is is it exhilarating to be back in this spot again, growing a company, or uh, it, it, does it seem weird after after having a, a successful company like you had?
2: It, you know, it may, it may sound crazy. You know, you get sometimes when you grow a company like the previous one that was so successful. Sometimes you get complacent. Yes, you get comfortable. And that's a good thing, but then it could be a bad thing if you're like that hardcore entrepreneur. And I just felt, you know, it was the right time to move on. We built that as big as we could. Or my part of contributing to that company had gone as far as it could. Mm -hmm. And I'd be better served going out and maybe approaching a new idea, a new solution, and getting back in that blood of just kind of being pushed against the corner. And you've got to dig and grind and and solve problems.
0: Yeah, just, just make it happen. And, you know, you are wise, though. There's a lot of entrepreneurs who get to the point where they really can't contribute anymore to the company they founded, and they just keep on hanging on, hanging on to the detriment of the company and themselves. So uh, kudos to you for recognizing that. If you had to give any piece of advice to other startups out there, since you've been through the whole cycle, uh, if you had to give any advice to other startups out there, what would it be?
2: I think it started from the research that I did and just making sure that a, you're, you're solving a real problem. Mm -hmm. You're not just building the next, whatever app for whatever problem. Uh, You'll have a lot more success if you're really solving a big problem and then finding the right people that can maybe help guide you along the way. I've been blessed to have a lot of great mentors and previous business coaches and associates and just people in the community that I've reached out to when I was just dug myself in a corner, Mm -hmm. I would just reach out and ask them, hey, I've got this problem. Do you have 15 minutes to help me? And I was just blown away of how many people in Kansas City will say, absolutely.
0: Yeah, Kansas City is a wonderful... Uh, Place for people who are ready to give back and willing to give back. I've traveled all over the country, and when I talk about some of the resources that we have here, that a lot of people don't know about, uh, they're just blown away because other even big cities, other big cities don't have some of the access and some of the legacy people here in town too uh, are so willing to go to lunch with you or spend some time with you and sharing their war stories. So, absolutely, again, if you don't get, you don't. If you don't ask, you don't get. how would people find out more about hip hire how would they start getting engaged with it
2: absolutely definitely they can come to the platform which is hiphire.com mm-hmm. and they can just start digging into it and learning from there we also have a, another website hiphire.co which has information about the company and uh, a blog site where mm-hmm. we
0: you
2: know produce a lot of good content on a regular basis so they can find out, find out about A lot of information about the company and what we're doing and some of the things, uh, some of the articles that we've been in the newspapers Mm -hmm. and uh, they can sign up for our newsletter and really get some more in-depth, inside information on some of the design aspects and the next versions of those tools that I'm building.
0: Absolutely. Well, we wish you the best with this, and we hope that you're going to have a second success. Uh, please keep us in the loop about it. And In the meantime, if all of you go out to hiphire.com and find out more about the company and how you might be able to utilize that in your hiring process. Thank you so much for being here today, Brian.
2: Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it.
0: And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkfigure.com. Follow us on Twitter at ithinkfigure.com or on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.
2: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business
0: podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.